the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Ring of Truth with our pastor and teacher, Dan Sexton, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Please join Pastor Dan as he teaches through God's Word. His kingdom will be a righteous kingdom. There are many verses in the Bible, in both the Old Testament and the New Testament, that describe Jesus reigning upon the earth as king and reigning uh, with righteousness as a, as a righteous ruler. That means he'll do what is right all the time. He'll do the right thing. Uh, in uh, Psalm 72, it says he will judge people with righteousness. When Jesus returns a second time, he will reign with righteousness, meaning he will always do what is right. It is hard for us to understand this kind of earth and this kind of king because there is no example like it. Today, Pastor Dan recalls many Old Testament and New Testament verses that describe Jesus' earthly reign. It will be a time of peace, harmony, and unity. Believers have nothing to fear regarding Christ's second coming. We will be finished with temptations, pain, and suffering. Jesus' reign will be like paradise. And now, open your Bibles to the book of Isaiah, chapter 32, as we join Pastor Dan for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Isaiah chapter 32 tonight. And remember the book of Isaiah has two main divisions. There's chapters 1 to 39 and then chapter 40 to 66. And those two divisions correspond with the entirety of the Bible. There's 39 books in the Old Testament, 27 in the New Testament. Uh, So it has the same kind of layout as the Bible. Isaiah 32 where we left off last week. Uh, Isaiah has been talking a lot about judgment and the judgment that is to come against Judah. And in the midst of talking about all this judgment, you know, the Lord gives hope here. Uh, As he often does in the book of Isaiah, uh, the Lord talks about judgment for a little bit, and then he switches and he talks about future glory. He talks about the kingdom age when Christ is reigning upon the earth And that's what he does here in chapter 32. He switches now to the future, to the kingdom age. He says in verse 1, Behold, or look. He's been talking about judgment, and now he says, Behold, a king will reign in righteousness, and princes will rule with justice. And this this is a messianic reference. It's referring to the kingdom age. Uh, when Christ is ruling and reigning upon the earth. Some Christians wrongly think that uh, when we go to heaven, that's it. We spend the rest of our lives, you know, all eternity in heaven. 
but what, what the Bible shows us and what the Bible teaches us is, is that is not the end of everything. Um, uh, if you remember, just to give you kind of a, a chronological order of end times events, the next thing that's going to happen will be the rapture of the church. The next thing that will happen prophetically will be the rapture of the church. And that could happen at any moment. Uh, nothing has to take place before the rapture could happen. Uh, and the rapture is when uh, Jesus you know, removes the church from the earth and takes us up to heaven. And then after the rapture is the tribulation period that we've been looking at on Sunday mornings in our Revelation study. And that tribulation period uh, will last seven years. Uh, it's, it's referred to as the 70th week of Daniel. And it's described in detail for us in the book of Revelation chapter 6 to 19. And the tribulation culminates with the battle of Armageddon in Revelation 19. And it's at the battle of Armageddon that Jesus Christ literally, physically returns to the earth uh, with the church. He brings the church with him from heaven. And he comes riding down out of heaven on a white horse, uh, literally to the earth. It's not figurative. It's not symbolic. And he returns to the earth. And then he uh, establishes his kingdom on the earth. Uh, and he reigns upon the earth as King of kings and Lord of lords. Uh, in the Lord's Prayer, we, we pray, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. When Jesus Christ returns and establishes His kingdom, He brings His kingdom to the earth. That's when that prayer, which is probably the most prayed prayer in all of, all of the church, that prayer will finally be answered when Christ returns at the end of the tribulation period. And He'll establish His kingdom on the earth He'll rule and reign over the whole earth. He'll rule from the city of Jerusalem. Uh, the kingdom age will restore Eden-like conditions upon the earth. Uh, in Isaiah 11, verse 6, this is when the wolf will dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the young goat, and the calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. Verse 7, the cow and the bear shall graze, their young ones shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. Won't be a carnivore anymore. The nursing child shall play by the cobra's hole, and the weaned child shall put his hand in the viper's den. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters covers, cover the sea. That's the kingdom age, uh, when Christ is ruling upon the earth and and, and the earth is restored back, in a sense, to kind of Eden-like conditions. Uh, and Christ will reign for a thousand years. That's why it's called the Millennial Kingdom. He reigns for a thousand years. And then at the end of the thousand years, there's the great white throne judgment. And then God establishes a new heaven and a new earth and a new Jerusalem. And we live on that new earth forever and ever and ever and ever. You know, we all live happily ever after kind of thing. So that, that, that's, that's the chronology of what is to come. And here in chapter 32, uh, it's talking about the kingdom age when Christ returns to the earth and establishes his kingdom. And it says here in verse 1 that he will be a king who reigns uh, in righteousness. In righteousness, his kingdom will be a righteous kingdom. Uh, there are many verses in the Bible, in both the Old Testament and the New Testament, that describe Jesus reigning upon the earth. Uh, 
as king and reigning uh, with righteousness as a, as a righteous ruler. That means he'll do what is right all the time. He'll do the right thing. Uh, in uh, Psalm 72, it says he will judge people with righteousness. Uh, in Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 5, there it says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will raise to David a branch of righteousness. A king shall reign and prosper and execute judgment and righteousness in the earth. In his days, Judah will be saved and Israel will dwell safely. Now this is his name by which he will be called the Lord our righteousness. We're going to refer to him as the Lord our righteousness because he, he will rule with righteousness. He'll be a righteous king ruling over all of the earth. Now look at verse 1 again. It says in verse 1, not only will a king reign with righteousness, but princes will rule with justice during the kingdom age. Now, who is that talking about? Well, the Bible tells us that we will rule and reign upon the earth with Christ. When Christ returns to the earth, he, he brings the church, his bride with him, and we rule with Jesus on the earth. We co-rule with him. The Bible says that we are heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Uh, just a couple verses for you with that. Uh, Daniel chapter 7, verse, uh, verse 18. There it says, But the saints of the Most High shall receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. The saints of the Most High will receive the kingdom. Verse 27 of Daniel chapter 7 then the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven shall be given to the people, the saints of the Most High. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominion shall serve and obey Him. And so the kingdom of this world will be given to the saints of the Most High. Second uh, Timothy chapter 2, verse 12 in the New Testament, it says, If we endure, meaning if we endure to the end, we shall also reign with him. In Revelation chapter 5, verse 10, he has made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. And so in verse 1 here, these princes that are reigning with the king, that's, that's us, that's you and me, that's the church, reigning with Christ during the kingdom age. Verse 2 says, a man will be as a hiding place from the wind and a cover from the tempest, as rivers of water in a dry place, as the shadow of a great rock in a weary land. Again, this is speaking of Jesus when he is reigning upon the earth. He, he will be a hiding place. He'll be a refuge. He'll be a shelter from the storms. Uh, he'll give refreshment to people. Uh, like, like streams in the desert. He'll be a shade in a parched land, speaking of Jesus. And, and many of you know Jesus, know Jesus as your refuge. He's our refuge in our rock, right? A very present help in our time of trouble. He's a shelter to us. He shelters us from the storms of life that come that we all experience. He's the rock of ages, we find our safety in Him and our security in Him, hiding in Him 
as the rock of ages. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. In Proverbs chapter 30, verse 26, it says there that the rock badgers are exceedingly wise because they make their home in the rocks. The Lord, the Lord points to the rock badger for their wisdom and says they're exceedingly wise because they make their home in the rocks. And God says they're wise for doing that. We're wise for making our home in the rock Jesus Christ and making our shelter in, in Him. He's our refuge. He's our shelter. He refreshes us like streams in the desert. He's like a shade in a weary land, a land that makes you weary. He satisfies us. He refreshes us. You know, John chapter 7, Jesus said, If any man thirsts, let him come to me and drink. You know, he refreshes us. He refreshes the soul. He refreshes the longing of our heart. Satisfies us. Our greatest thirst. You know, he says that we can come to him and drink freely and find refreshment. Verse 3, again, talking about the kingdom age, when Christ is reigning upon the earth, in the kingdom age, in the kingdom, the eyes of those who see will not be dim, and the ears of those who hear will listen. Also, the heart of the rash will understand knowledge, and the tongue of the stammerers will be ready to speak plainly. Again, during the kingdom age, I think this is speaking both of, you know, physically and spiritually, during the kingdom age, you know, the eyes of those who, who everybody will see, they'll hear, uh, you know, but also spiritually, you know, during the kingdom age, everyone will see the truth, everyone will hear the truth and understand it. Verse 4 again, the heart of the rash will understand knowledge in the kingdom age. You know, the impulsive person will have self-control, They'll have understanding in the kingdom age. The tongue of the stammerers will, will be ready to speak plainly. They'll speak clearly, proclaiming the truth of God. Verse 5, the foolish person will no longer be called generous, nor the miser said to be bountiful. Again, he, he's talking about the kingdom age ultimately, but while Isaiah writes this, as he writes this, the foolish person, meaning the ungodly person, the person who, who lives as if there is no God and there's no accountability for the way that you live your life. The foolish person in Isaiah's day was esteemed in Judah. The miser, here the word it means scoundrel. You know, the scoundrel was honored in Isaiah's day. 
And so what Isaiah is saying here is, you know, things in the kingdom age aren't going to be like they are now. You know, the scoundrels aren't going to get ahead. They're not going to be honored. They're not going to be esteemed the way that they are now. The foolish people are not going to be esteemed the way that they are now. Uh, Verse 6, For the foolish person will speak foolishness, and his heart will work iniquity, to practice ungodliness, to utter error against the Lord, to keep the hungry unsatisfied, and he will cause the drink of the thirsty to fail. Verse 7, And the schemes of the schemer are evil. He devises wicked plans to destroy the poor with lying words, even when the needy speaks justice. But a generous man devises generous things, and by generosity he shall stand. He's saying here, during the kingdom age, you know, the generous person will be honored for his generosity. Now, as Isaiah was writing this, you know, the, the foolish person is honored, he's esteemed, the ungodly are esteemed, the wicked are esteemed. Remember back in chapter 5, Isaiah said that people are calling good evil and evil good in his day. Everything's flipped in Isaiah's day, much like it is today. Where, where what is evil in God's sight is called good and right. And what is good in God's sight is called evil by the society, by the culture of Isaiah's day. And what Isaiah is saying here in verses 6 through 8 is, is God, when, when he's ruling, all of that's going to be flipped. All of that's going to be reversed. And all of that that is wrong, he's going to make it right in his kingdom. The foolish and the wicked will be punished, and the generous will be honored. It will be as it should be in the kingdom age. Now, beginning in verse 9, Isaiah addresses the women of Judah in his day. So he's no longer looking ahead to the kingdom age. Now he's back to his present day, and he's addressing the women living in Judah, living in Jerusalem in his own time. And he speaks to the women because the women were, were kind of a barometer of where the country was uh, morally. And I think in a lot of ways today, women in, in the society tend to be more of a barometer of where a country is morally because it's the women who, you know, they're, they're the ones that are raising the children or concerned about the kids and the safety and the security and the welfare of the family, a lot of times more than the dad. Sometimes the dad's not even in the picture. And that, that responsibility and that burden falls on the mom. And so the mom, the women, are more concerned about you know, the morality and where the country is going. And so, so it was back then. And I think, again, a lot of ways today, it still is that way. There's still kind of the moral compass. And you can tell kind of where the nation is morally by, by the women uh, and where they are morally. He says to the women of Judah, Rise up, you women who are at ease. Hear my voice, you complacent daughters. Give ear to my speech. In a year and some days, so just a little over a year, you will be troubled, you complacent women, for the vintage will fail. The crops are going to fail. The gathering will not come. There's not going to be a harvest. Again, this is an agrarian society. Tremble, you women, who are at ease. Be troubled, you complacent ones. 
Strip yourselves, make yourselves bare, and gird yourselves with sackcloth on your waists. People shall mourn upon their breasts for the pleasant fields, for the fruitful vine. Here what Isaiah is saying is that judgment is coming upon the nation in just a little over a year. Everything's going to collapse. Everything's going to fail. And the women who should be, who typically are the most concerned about these things, they're complacent. They're at ease. They're living as if, you know, nothing bad is on the horizon for the nation. He he says they they should be mourning. They should be trembling. They should be lamenting. They they, they should be, uh, you know, wearing sackcloth, which was a garment of mourning. But instead, they're at ease. They're they're living for, for pleasure and comfort and giving no thought to what is impending upon the nation. Uh, it's very similar in the New Testament, Luke 17, when Jesus talked about his return to the earth to judge the earth. And he says in Luke chapter 17, verse 26, and as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be also in the days of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark, Jesus believed in Noah. He believed the flood as a true story. Until the day that, the, that Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, as it was also in the days of Lot, Jesus believed the story of Sodom and Gomorrah and the destruction of those cities. As it was in the days of Lot, they ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built... But on the day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even so will it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. When Jesus Christ comes, the the people on the earth will will just be living life as normal, business as usual. They'll they'll live complacent lives. They're, they're They're not expecting judgment to come. You know, they're going to be eating and drinking, you know, getting married, making plans for the future as if judgment was never going to come upon them and they're going to be surprised by it. And here Isaiah is warning the women in particular of Judah that, hey, judgment is coming. Everything's going to fail in a little over a year. You guys are are just living life, business as usual. He asked me how I know We're so glad you joined us today for Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. If you missed any part of this message or would like to hear additional teachings from this series, they're available to you for free at calvaryec.com. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to our podcast. That way you will have access to each message as soon as it's made available online. That website again is calvaryec.com. If you live in the Baltimore, Washington area, we'd love for you to worship with us this Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. Calvary Chapel is located in Columbia, Maryland, only minutes from Route 95, Route 29, or Route 100. For more information on what you can expect when you visit, go to calvaryec.com or give us a call. 
we can be reached at 410-491-4592. Again, that phone number is 410-491-4592. We look forward to you joining us as our guests. And please, take a moment to introduce yourself to Pastor Dan after the service and let him know you listen to Ring of Truth. With that, our time with you has come to an end today on Ring of Truth. Join Pastor Dan next time for more from this verse-by-verse, chapter-by-chapter study of the book of Isaiah, right here on Ring of Truth. Rings truer than the fine.